Gotcha Baby. It's your host, The Grinch, with love, co-host Trenton Tarpitz Phillips. I want to be called Diesel. <laughs> Trent has like five names. And our producer, Tyler Baker. Hello. So I want gonna... to talk to Diesel real quick. Diesel, where's the wave at these days? Brother, let me tell you something. What you got there is you got a low coming off Calcutta. You got a high coming off the Great Lakes. You ain't getting no waves anytime soon. You might as well just pick up a new hobby, you know, go down there where the sun shines and then sometimes it don't. Thanks, Diesel. <laughs> That's all I got. Diesel is, is trans uh, loosely based Hulk Hogan impersonation. He's like, let me tell you something, brother. So we got some topics that I've been wanting to discuss. I'm glad we're back on the on on the knot. The first thing I want to talk about is Ryan from Law Graps newest edit that dropped, egg salad. All mid-length. Oh, sick. Bit of a departure. It was amazing. Huge shouts to Ryan. It was really good. I will say this, too. Normally, surf edits come out, and I get stoked on them. I'm like, oh, it's a cool edit, and I watch it once and then leave it alone. I move on to the next edit because we're in a digital age and stuff is posted constantly. I have gone back and rewatched the egg salad edit multiple times and will continue to do so. It was so good. It's really good. What I loved about the edit, it, we've had waves in Florida, especially in Northeast Florida, for weeks on end and it's been pretty much except for last thursday pretty like semi-choppy but definitely mid-lengthable eggable and what i love about the egg salad edit is i can go back and watch different people's clips for different types of waves and different types of board like if i want to ride my 610 and just go fast and like try to do a bunch of wrapping turns the devin howard footage is awesome on the off yeah. chance there's how about the, the footage of tudor getting barreled in new york on that mid-length East Coast. Yeah. That was sick. I just watched it. There's also some long-haired guy. It looks like almost Hawaii. He's getting barreled on a right, and he's riding like a pink board with a leash, which is totally okay when it's overhead like that on a mid lane. Made it look good. Chris Hastings said something to me one time, and he said, foam is your friend. And I said, you're not hecking around, brother. Those are some true words. And then he said, fins are your enemy. And then it was like he did oh. say fins are your enemy. Krusty Hastings likes to do twirlies. In Luke Cothera, I got we got a private screening of Luke Cothera's new movie Groove. Shouts to Luke, it's gonna be a dope one. And uh there's several waves of Chris Krusty Boy Hastings just spinning and letting loose, baby. Beautiful to watch. Man, we had this one session in Lido on our last trip up to New York, and he was his special meter was all the way up. He was firing. The, the footage Luke got of it was really, really, really fun to watch. I love people that are on their own complete trip. You know, I, the Finless thing was big a, a while back, but he's riding these mid-length fiberglass kind of channeled Finless boards. And the way he serves them is definitely his own style. And I think that that's yeah. just inspiring. It it's not fun. like an Aliyah or something goofy like that. Like, they're just boards that are shaped to be Finless boards. And it's sick. I love that he's just like, nope, I'm riding this. And I'm like, that's awesome. They're basically the long – you remember the Simmons long 
Simmons that were yeah, wild. the original Simmons. They're kind of like long Simmonsy gumdrop shapes with about yeah. channels. He calls it the Dongfish. Ah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good name. What I really enjoyed about Egg Salad too, the Beastie Boys song was a, was a killer soundtrack with it. But I enjoyed the edit because it was the first time that you saw guys riding eggs and it wasn't just slow down shortboarding or fun boarding. Nobody was doing like Cheater 5 nose rides very much. It was legit arcing turns, lots of speed, tube rides. It was a really good representation of where dudes that are riding that kind of board, where the performance level is at right now. And while yeah, I was watching exactly. it, when I was watching it, I had this thought. That longboard contest at the surf ranch would have been so much better if all those dudes would have just been on eggs. It would have been way more fun to watch. Right? It would have been way more variety in the surfing. It should have just been on eggs. Uh, and even a bonzer would be killer on that wave. Especially since it's kind of, it was kind of like an exhibition contest anyways. Like, I don't think it was for, like, points on the tour or anything like that. Why not just do a mid-length contest? It'd be way more interesting. It looks like it's a better wave for a mid-length than for a log. I know someone that's doing a mid-length contest. Oh, you got yeah. the shirt on too, baby. Yeah. So on, on How'd you get December a shirt the, already? On December the 12th in the oldest city, F Street, St. Augustine. Uh, the homies at WSMS are throwing mid-length madness. It's going to be the same judges from the log jams that we've done. Uh, I, I put the word out there, and within three days, all the spots filled up. One thing that a lot of people asked me were, how are you going to judge a mid-length contest? And a couple of people were like, how are you even going to do this? What are you going to judge? And I kind of said, we're going to judge it the same way we judge log jam. If you watch a wave yeah. and you're like, oh, that was pretty cool, that's like a five. And then yeah. if you walked away and you were like, that was rad, it blew my mind, that's an eight or a nine. Like, that's just yeah. the judging. Was it pretty cool or was it rad and it blew my mind? You just have to get radical. That's the only thing. Just get rad. Get rad any way you want. It's your world. And it's going to be cool because the, the boards can be anywhere from 6.5 to 8.0, anything configuration. So mm -hmm. you can ride a thruster, you can ride a bonzer. I'm sure Crust is going to ride a finless. And what I love about the mid-length concept, too, for a contest is a lot of times with logs, it could be too big or it could be kind of too blown out and you can't really see good logging. I feel like unless it's flat or unless it's giant and north at 20 miles an hour, we're going to be able to pretty score on the mid-length event side of mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it should be. I'm stoked on it, man. It's going to be a fun time. We haven't done a physical thing like this in about a year. Well, at that screening of we Luke gave us, that felt weird, but it was so great to be around everybody, all, all the surfers again. I was so bummed I couldn't make it. I was like two hours away on my way back home. Don't give us your sass. But you were you were in Miami jujitsu competing, getting ready for Slater, were you not? I was in Miami getting ready for Slater. And you got second place in your division. Tell me how the division broke down. Was it belt and weight class or just belt? So I did nogi, so it was uh, not really by belt. It, you could do uh, novice, beginner, intermediate, or advanced. I did intermediate, um, once one seventy five pound weight limit, and um, I signed up for the masters because I'm thirty two, so I qualified for it. But there's no one in, my, in that division, so I jumped into the adult division, 
which I mean, the kid that won it was like 14. He was just a, he's been on the mat since he was like, a, he was born on them. It's been, was he, was he, was it gnarly to, to, to roll with him? Was it pretty intimate? Like, was his skill uh, level, did you know as soon as you guys started to go, you were like, oh, okay, I'm in trouble? <laughs> I was like, holy crap, this kid's legs are literally made of rubber bands. He was so flexible. But um, he didn't submit me, but he beat me on points. How do they point score a jiu-jitsu tournament? What's, what's the – without striking, I'm confused about where you get the points from. Um, if you pass – so tournaments that are point tournaments, it's like if you pass the guard, that's two points. If you get the back, that's four points. If you get a sweep, that's four points. That's like that, which I'll let – like I'm used to like sub-only style stuff to where I kind of like – I don't mind accepting a bad position if it helps me get to somewhere I want to be. And uh, that gym, they train for those kind of tournaments all the time. So where the kid was really good, um, trained his whole life. But, yeah, he, he ran up points on me pretty good. I used and to I, had a, I had an ankle lock, and his foot was bent, like, all the way the opposite way than it should go. And there's, like, a picture of me just, like, cranking on it. And it was just nothing doing. I'm like, this kid's made of rubber, dude. I don't know what else to do. It was that scene from Ricky Bobby. You were like, say really thin, say I love crepes. And he's like, yeah, hey, dude, you're going to have to break the ankle. I tried to break his ankle, dude. It wouldn't snap. It was freaking made of rubber. But Slater, I used to do a bunch of Slater's got, Slater's got glass ankles, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I used to do a bunch of like kind of, I think they were cheesy. I know some Taekwondo guys are going to be like, that's not fair, but. I did a bunch of cheesy Taekwondo tournaments. I had a buddy who was trying to qualify for the Olympic team. And we went to Miami for a tournament when I was 12 or 13. And I remember we were like running, like there was in our division because of our, we were kids, there was like 55 people in the division. So we ran through the division and I got into the, the final match and this kid spun around and he kicked me in the head with this spinning hook kick and it spun my headgear around and I couldn't see. So and the ref yeah. didn't stop it right away. So he gave me two more kicks to the face, but it was the back of the headgear, and it knocked me down. And when the refs like let me up and spun the headgear around, I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm in trouble. I'm in big yeah. trouble." It's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking doing those tournaments. It's almost like, like I felt like, okay, so say all of my knowledge of the sport. Say I have five pieces of paper, and that's all of my knowledge. It felt like I only brought two of those pieces of paper with me. <laughs> I feel that way a lot of the times in a surf contest. I'll be free surfing, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll be, everything will be clicking. I'll be good to go. And then all of a sudden, you, you get on the wave, and you're like, where did all my knowledge go? Where did all my skills go? I can't make it work. And then there are yeah, other like dudes. Whenever we're filming, whenever we're filming, I'm like, I'm myself all day. But whatever, as soon as uh, – as soon as it's a heat, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, man. Then you got those dudes like Josh Autry where there's just ice water in his veins. doesn't matter how bad the waves are. doesn't matter anything. He can just – he's going to do two hang tens and a roundhouse cutback no matter what it is. Well, there's also, like, contest style dudes. So dudes That's what that I was like, going to say that because he's got to hit – he's got to get the points. So he's going to – you know he's going to do a, a pretty formulaic thing. Where yeah. you're probably your gym, you sounds like you guys train from the back and you're just like waiting, waiting, and then to get something you want. Yeah, we're more like, uh, like I said, we do a lot of the like submission only stuff to where it's a lot like 
if you don't get a submission by the end of it, it doesn't matter who got what position. There wasn't a kill. No one was right. killed. Okay. And it goes into like an overtime. So more that's real no, world. That's not to take away anything. That's not to take away anything or like give an excuse that kid totally beat me. But <laughs> that's the same thing when guys are filming. You know, when you're filming, you can catch as many waves as you want and you're just waiting for that one setup to do something rad that's going to look cool. So there's not a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's like, I got all the time in the world. My homies are here. I can burn somebody if I want to. But then when you're in the heat with somebody like Josh, it's demoralizing like the guy who hooked, kicked me in the head. It's like you see him get his first wave and you're like, oh, dude, I'm in trouble. I'm in yeah. trouble. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like contest dudes. You know, you'll see them. And I'm not saying anybody in particular does this, but you'll see dudes that are more heavy on the contest side of things. They'll do a lot of like forced fives and kind of forced things in spots where normally if you're watching a video, you'd rather see someone like maybe do like a dope trim through that spot and stuff like that. It's a little less formulaic in videos. So where I feel like you'll get the dudes that are like more contest dudes that absolutely rip, but are more contest guys. And then you'll get the guys that you'd rather kind of like watch in a video. Can we you know, talk that about maybe don't win contests. Can we talk about watching in a video how underwear like staining because you didn't wipe it properly, that surf ranch, but the WSL, that event that they put out, that coverage of it was absolutely Ooh. horrible. That horrible. Was that was and rough. What made it horrible is – I have since seen the footage that people got of those guys free surfing. If the WSL was smart, they would have just done an exhibition style. But th this is the number one sin they committed, in my opinion. There was not one wave from the paddle to the step off where we could see the whole wave. Yeah. Not a single one. I feel like Log Rap did a good job with the behind the scenes and kind of saved the event, honestly. It, it, was, it was much more of a let's hype up the sponsors than anything else. The surfing was amazing. Kevin Scarvana, Quinny, Joel, everybody who surfed in it, it was amazing. Yeah. It was just the editing. And so my solution to that is WSL, if, you're, if you by chance listen to this, if it's anybody besides mine and Trent's grandma listening, let Lawgrap just be in charge of event coverage. Just let him do it. Because yeah. his Give him the job. it was super fun to watch. Give him the job. Because that's the thing, man. It's like, look, surfing has been marketed – towards non-surfers for a very long time and it hasn't gotten us anywhere why don't we start like we don't have much left dude surfer magazine's gone like stabs like the only mag left outside of surfers journal who's like very surfers journal has no online content whatsoever it's like look we need stuff that's marketed towards surfers because they're the ones that are going to keep it going well, it's really simple because the WSL bought into, they are part owners of Kelly's Surf Ranch. Yeah. So they're going to monetize this thing with sponsors. It's the only way for this all to make sense for them to make it a destination. I really surf wish you would fight me. <laughs> fight Trent Kelly Slater. You fight me, you It's for charity for I'll, children. I'll that out. Hey, uh, Trent, if Slater was like, listen, we'll roll – but it's combat jujitsu style. Like there are going to be strikes, MMA rules. Would Bomb you still strike. be down? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Trent, question. Would you do it if it you was in um, like jelly? If it was in jelly? Yeah, yeah, like a big pool full of jelly. What flavor? 
that's up to you. Oh, absolutely. Great. Or strawberry. My what about God. what about marmalade? No, not marmalade. I Are love you... marmalade. Marmalade on a biscuit, that's the best. Yeah, but I mean on a biscuit, I'm see, not on Kelly Slater. But he doesn't want to fight in marmalade is the thing. Yeah. No, combat jujitsu in strawberry jello. And we can wear very skimpy outfits. <laughs> it's on. It's on, boys. Talk about something we could sell. Well, That's wait, what I'm saying, get out of Ryan from Log Rap, he, I'm sure he's going to listen to this. He'll do the video of it. Tate and I will be the commentator. We'll let Rob Machado be a commentator, too. We'll be nice to him. So that's we'll nice a commentator on his side as well. I'll do yeah. my greatest Howard Cosell in this corner. Barf Rakes, the jiu-jitsu master, versus Kelly, the 12-time champion, Chrome Dome Slater. Who's going to come out on top? Did he win 12 times or 11? I thought it was 11. It's I 11. I, some a, I thought they took some away at one point. They should take some away for the final. You know, honestly, I feel like eight of them were given to him by judges. I saw so many heats during some of those years where it's like he did not get a, like, nine, and they gave him a nine. Have you ever seen the barrel he got at Ocean Beach to win the 10th title? This, like, backless, impossible thread the needle in, like, disgusting surf and then just comes out looking like the golden child. Look. Not he is the best barrel rider of all time. He is the best okay. barrel rider of all. Bar none, so. nobody's a better tube rider than Slater. He is I'm not going to say he ain't the champ. He, he's the champ, you know. But that's why I'm gunning for him, you know, because I feel like I'm the champ. <laughs> you are the champ, man. <laughs> of, of, je- of Jello Jiu-Jitsu. Of Jello Jiu-Jitsu. I feel like I'm the champ. <laughs> so I got to dethrone him off the Jello Combat Jiu-Jitsu champness something that trent said is definitely the reason that surfers journal is still in business without the online content without any of the nonsense is because they're the one formula that gets it right surfers journal markets to surfers it's for surfers they don't get greedy and try to expand and make millions of dollars it's pesman who does that right he markets to he markets to surfers surf companies and he's good keeping it in the family, keeping it in that culture. And what the WSL is doing, they're going to go the way to Surfer Magazine. The more and more you try to get outside influences, these tequila brands, these other things. Smirnoff Pro. You're going to turn into Longboard Magazine in the 90s where they would literally take anybody who, would want, who wanted to advertise was more than welcome. Give yeah. us the money and we'll put your nonsense all over the page. And surfers were like, dude, this isn't what I'm into. So we got to go back more towards surfer-driven content. And shout out to Ashton Goggin at Stab because he's doing a good job of that too. He really is. All right. So I don't know if y'all got this in the mail, but I got a little postcard about an index card size. And it was from Surfer Magazine. And it's them announcing that they're no longer in print publication and it's like dear valued surfer magazine and then it says the end of <laughs> instead you will be receiving what's left of your subscription issues of men's journal magazine which has plenty of tips and tricks to uh, blah blah and i was like holy crap i'm framing this this is surf history right here yeah that's good the letter it's kind of like tony's got the letter that they got from clark foam when clark foam 
was like, we're, we're done. I've seen those before. Yeah, he's got one of those. It's pretty what short. Did, what did Clark Fum do without standing orders? My understanding is that Grubby Clark just chained up the factory and was like, we're done. I'm not giving yep. anybody money and I'm not giving anybody blanks. That's, That's basically it. He was up against the EPA and the property and the, all that stuff is worth far more than the business, you know, at that point. Close it so down. But did he just sell the property and t- just take the money and run? Yeah, basically the whole staff, most of the staff went over to form U.S. Blanks. Okay. So And so that's why U.S. Blanks catalog is the Clark Foam catalog, you know, quote unquote. But it's the closest. But you know what's funny? I like Millennium so much better. I have never shaped, I've never put planer to, to foam. So I, I I'm saying it. writing, I'm saying writing whenever I write a board, because I've written boards that have been shaped out of both. I feel like every time I have a millennium, it feels a lot springier, not quite as spongy. Mm-hmm. I just like it. I like it better. I've written boards made out of both. I, I cannot tell the difference. They all have problems with their foam. If any shaper will tell you, like they get bad batches of foam all the time. It's not, you know, yeah. none of this is precise, but yeah, you know, there's, there's options out there now, but that's what happened with, uh, with them. They just closed it down, you know, it's just not worth it anymore. So why don't we start a foam business? Cause it's hard. That is gross, hard work bad. and chemical. It is bad for you to make that stuff. Bro, yeah. we huff chemicals all the time, bro. So here's we my choose thing. Those. Trent. You have a, a, a big quiver. We had a, a guy named Nathan Peterson who's a loyal listener. He lives in Australia now. And he asked us several questions about what, what has been our quiver from start to finish. And I thought to myself, well, none of us can really answer that because we've had so many boards. But in the vein of that question, here's what I want to, here's what I want to ask you. On the day of the mid-length contest, you have so many boards that fit the requirement. What board is going to be your go-to midi that you're riding? Like, what are you going to ride that day on the 12th? I'm going to ride my – I have a 6.6 that's uh, kind of like wide point forward. Um, with It's like kind of a little 2 plus 1 with the little nubs. I just really like it. I feel like, I feel like it's more versatile. My big fish, I can do sick cutbacks on it, but that's kind of like the only thing it likes to do because I had – Whenever I ordered that board, I was like, I want zero rocker. And Tony's oh, yeah. like, Tony's like, don't do that. That's a bad idea. And I said, I said zero rocker. And so he did it. And I love it. It rides great. But you, it's it's very like either get tubed or do a cutback. I saw Where, Tank get a big old tube on it. Yeah. Tank's the, ridden that board. It's like two waves. I was like, wow, it's pretty heavy out here. This board's handling okay. Just eke yeah. out a bottom turn and try to get barreled. But um, my 6.6 six is probably what I'll ride. But then I got that yellow one back there. You can see it sticking out. It's actually my dad's, but I may borrow it. Is it a twin fin? No, it's a single. His How only single fin. He never rides it. Tane, what about you? What are you thinking? What are you going to ride? I, at this point, I only have a. I have two mid-links, and they're exactly the same. It's like 7.4. Just single Chuleta. fin. Yeah, white point, a little back you know pintail noses matches the tail i'm just boring with my boards now i i've kind of like down on my stoke right now i tell you who's gonna Dude, be dangerous. I'm feeling the same way no it's okay about this. 
sometimes you get into a little funk and you're just kind of like, nah. Surfing that, nah. I've never, I've never really been, I've never really experienced that. I'm, I'm being serious. Man, it happens to me sometimes. It happens to me with like, and I don't really skate anymore. I still cruise around on longboards and stuff. But when I did skate all the time, I would go through long periods where I was like, dude, I do not feel like skating. And I, it happens to me with skating a lot, but with surfing. It happened to me, which I was glad I had that tournament because it kind of gave me something else to like focus on for like a week, you know, like focus on, go do this other thing and give me time to like find my stoke again. And I got a new board on the way, which always helps too. Nice. I think it doesn't happen to me because I don't work in any way, shape or form in the surf industry. So I go through four, five, six, seven days where I'm at work and it's too dark to surf or it's too windy. And so I can't be around. I don't have it as an option all the time. So I do have it. It just, that fuels my stoke. I see that. Yeah. It's kind of like whenever you got a vert ramp in your backyard, you never skate it. Yeah, unless you're like Matt Hoffman or somebody, and you're like, "Man, I'll go out and do like you know, forty foot air or something." Being able Matt to do Hoffman twelve foot airs over the coping—that that's all I would do. I would just go out and be like, "I'm just gonna do frontside <laughs> airs, huge frontside airs." But yeah. like, like yeah. soy be so dope. Also, I've noticed something with surfing. If you if you do it a lot, it's a, it's really fun. But then you start to notice, I don't think I'm progressing any. You know, I need to like cross train or do something that's like your jujitsu and then you come back to it and you're like oh wow it feels a little different now so i was i was reading this thing that uh this jujitsu guy posted and it made a lot of sense and it works with surfing too so is this like, in men's journal i hope so <laughs> we'll, we'll have to wait and see but like there's a diagonal line going up and that's like your progression and then the um y-axis is like time and the x-axis is like the effort or something that you put in and there's like a curve and the curve dips down to where it's they call it like the valley of despair but it's a time where you're actually progressing but it doesn't feel like it you don't see the rewards of that progression till later down the pike I feel like that happens with surfing sometimes to where you're going and you're doing it constantly and you're like, man, I'm not getting any better when really you are. You just don't see it until a little further on. I think people also confuse progression and surfing with the maneuvers and learning something new and doing like the newest raddest maneuver. And I don't think that's all surfing progression right around the age of 31. I hit a spot in my surfing where I was like, I'm not, learning anything new but i started to go on this thing where like i want to perfect the things i can do like one thing that started happening was i saw how chris hall did his drop knee turns his hands were down they were much more carving so i kind of started to work towards that i think you get to a point where you're not progressing you're refining Mm. and so if you look at it as refining instead of getting better like you're working on style or you're working on technique i think that that as age comes those are the dudes that keep stoked. Skip well, Fry's not learning anything new at this point, but he has refined his glider game to the point where it is truly a joy to watch that guy ride a 12-foot board. Well, that's just something to think about, too. It's like, so, like, okay, you can hang 10. You can hang 10 on a spot. But can you find the pocket on every single wave to hang 10? 
or are you getting lucky on some spots? You know, finding that pocket's just as big of a deal as learning the move. Making the move happen versus, oh, it'll be there when it's there, you know. I think also finding the moves that feel so good for you that make you stoked, and it doesn't necessarily have to be one certain move. I remember going through this, this period, I was serving with Alex Hobbs a lot, and he was getting these like really arched out tens through the pocket, and being 220 pounds, I cannot hang 10 like him. You're, you would break in half, to, I think. The more and <laughs> more I tried to do Alex Hobbs, the more and more I was getting frustrated, and then I was like, I did this really close together at five, like in the pocket, dragging my hands, and I was like, dude, that felt really good. So I just yeah. started focusing on doing those, and I got more stoked on my surface. So I think sometimes you got to find what works for you and perfect yeah. what works for you. Yeah, find your style. Yep. But you know, you also know? it's just you may not line up with some conditions for a long ass time. So there's also that. Yeah, I waited forever for the cleanup day because I was getting sick of riding shortboards, and then I missed. I had one cleanup day where I got a bunch of sick tubes, and then I had to go to Miami, and I blew it well we're gonna to keep your stoke high listeners we're gonna go to one of taint's classic mid-session inter interludes and we'll be back to discuss more on surf knot we love you baby stay stoked out there you do you ho 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 what's up everybody it's me producer taint the following audio i recorded at the mid-length mayhem that happened um, at the beach that grinch through with WSMS and guess who was on the mic, Mr. Trent. So I grabbed this audio from over the weekend. Enjoy. Hey, people that didn't leave after their heat. Thank you. Really stuck it out. What was your What was your quote about the Beach Boys? They're not from the beach, nor were they boys. They're grown men. Look at them dogs running! They go fast! I wish there were more cats on the beach. That's the biggest shame about it. How much longer we got, Frig? <laughs> One minute and a half. Trent, is there still a chance you could win this? There is still a chance that I could win this. I'm not out yet. Look, take one look at my handsome face and tell me. WSMS for the after party. We have two videos premiering. We're going to be announcing the winners. Showing cool movies. One from Robbie. It's got a really long name. And one from Luke. It's got a really short name. They're both going to be really cool. Buy me a slug. Give me something. What's slug? Coming back at you, we hope you enjoyed the intermission. Before we went on break, we discussed keeping your stoke up. I'm back. It's the Grinch, baby. Surf not on the East Coast in the Sunshine State. Here with Trenton, Diesel, Tarpits, Phillips. <laughs> I got bad news, guys. Diesel was in a car crash. He died. Oh, no, Diesel. Diesel. And our producer, in need of a haircut, Tyler Taint Baker. Shout out to Diesel. We love you. We miss you. Rest in peace, my homie Diesel. 
this other topic I want to talk about is is the number one hairstyle coming back for surfers is the mullet. Have you guys noticed this? Yeah. And yeah. you'll have you'll have boyfriend and girlfriend, and they'll both have these like Miley Cyrus mullets. Yeah, it's not like it's not like '80s. I'm gonna drink a beer and fight your dad mullets. It's Billy, like Billy Ray Cyrus. Like I'm in a Calvin Klein ad mullets. Trent, yeah, as a future barber, what's your opinion on the mullet? Rad or should have been left alone in the '80s? Um, I think that there's two kinds, right? So I think that the I'm gonna fight your dad kind of mullet is still okay because that's the working man's haircut. I think that these uh like faded out fashionista mullets. They're feathered. These feathered mullets should probably go back to the uh the catwalk. I feel like feathered mullet is the same thing as wearing a leash on a log. You just shouldn't do it. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a mullet, Billy Ray Cyrus, not Miley Cyrus. I think around here it's mainly a thing because of a uh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. And then I think a lot of the shortboarders that dude Mikey Wright like had like a corny one. A bunch of dudes on Australia have like pretty corny looking ones. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm not into it. I'm a, I'm just a fan of a good fade or a good old fashioned slick back. You know what I mean? Well, there are certain things, a fade or a slick back, that's been stylish since the 20s. A hundred right. years, it's been in the whole time. The mullet, right. not so much. Yeah, I'm not into the mullet. It's just something that someone can grab onto while they hit you. No. <laughs> Did you ever rat taint in the 80s when we no, were growing I never, up? Never got to do anything show? cool. I had red hair, so my mom basically uh, abused me by by making me look like stupid. And I posted a picture the other day. It was like bowl cuts until I was 10. Then I, you know, I tried some different hair stuff. But my, basically, my mom made me look stupid forever. I had, I had every bad haircut that a kid could have of the early 90s. I had the rat tail, full-on rat tail. Those were cool. Then I had the 80s spikes, where you would essentially get a flat top, but you put so much gel in your hair that it'd be individual spikes. Then I, then I had the surfer bowl cut, where it was super long, but you could pull it up top, and it was shaved underneath. I had that forever. Oh, oh I like had it forever. Undercut. undercut. It was terrible. Terrible. So throughout like my punk days, I had a Chelsea cut mohawk, where it's a mohawk, but I still had just bangs. And then... Um, I had a mohawk to where there was a T shaved in one side and a dollar sign in the other. Oh, T money. T money. Yeah, it was T money. Uh, when you put I your mohawk up, did you, use, did you use hair gel or did you use Elmer's glue? Palmade. Aquanet. Man. Oh, Aquanet. Yeah, Aquanet. Aquanet and a hair dryer all day. My hair was always too thick and kind of froey. I always had a frohawk. Like I would just shave the Aquanet side. Aquanet would work. I'm telling you, that stuff, that's better than anything. <laughs> I had the half blonde, half black for a while. Oh, no. Yeah. It was about it. Surfers and skaters both become, I think it's because we're into art and culture and stuff, but we are the victims of bad hairstyles more than just about any other subgroup of people. We get victimized by bad style trends. Um, we get well, victimized. think about it. Like all other sports wear hats. Yeah. Look, Jinko in the 90s made a ton of money stuff that none of us should have worn when i first met my wife the bottoms of her pants were 34 inches wide the bottom wow. the bottom of yeah. her pants was as wide as the waist of my pants remember lee pipes yeah 
and they the were like the people baggy pants they had the stripe down the side dude those were the coolest freaking i was like i remember just laying in my room just being like man if i could have a pair of lee pipes and some airwalks what were they whose airwalk my favorite skate shoe of all time was the tennis ball airwalks were those jason lee's i don't know about I don't know. they were airwalks jason lee never had a, color as a tennis ball my older cousin gave me a pair of hers because she had like she was pretty hip and so she had some dude size airwalks that fit her she gave them to me and they're like way too big for me but i still wore them every day because i was like freaking airwalks <laughs> you guys were rocking airwalks. i was special ordering some hookups off ccs what? yeah that's right straight from japan hookups anything it had girls with boobies on it Ooh. oh man <laughs> I got you riled up. Oh <laughs> uh, man, it's like go over to your friend's house and he has a hookups board. You're like, how did you get that? <laughs> what? Does your mom know you have that? And it's a slick. What? What? <laughs> and in, in, in surfing, the the styles get just really bad, really fast. I remember in the early in the late nineties. Heavy boards and bowl-on glass got out of control. I had boards that weighed like 40 pounds. And we all would be like, oh, yeah, how heavy is your board? How much, how much bowl-on glass you have on Yeah. You couldn't turn it. Like, it would nose-ride as long as it was perfectly clean and there was no section. But all of us. You could barely pick the thing up. And we were all like, yeah, this is so rad, bowl-on. If you put the weight in the blank and not in the glass job, it rides a hell of a lot better. You use brown density foam or whatever, like the classic the, weight. They used to call classic it walker, weight. walker foam used to call it classic weight. Yeah. It's so much better. Y'all remember when people were riding defense? Oh, I never I know did we've talked about I that before, but it's literally the worst fin ever. <laughs> Alex Hobbs went through this whole thing where he thought that this defin was the raddest thing he ever put on the the guy Brett from Gum had made him this beautiful board and he put this stupid defin on it. And then the second he quit riding the defin and went to a rake, it's certainly like that he became yeah. the best surfer in our crew. But that stupid defin, and he was on They're it for like so six dumb. or seven months. They don't do anything. No, they just no. go straight. I think that there's a difference between I like a log that's like right there, medium weight, 13 to 18 pounds. Like I don't need it to be super heavy. I still want to be able to turn it, but I also don't want it, you know, super light four ounce glass. I always go, you know, uh, six top with a, with a four ounce dex pack, six bottom, or just eight on the top, eight on the bottom and call it a day. I like my boards super bladed out, but with like double volan both sides. So it's like pretty weighty, but there's like less foam. So as a whole, it doesn't weigh a ton. Your boards never look like they don't have that full-on like greenish hueish champagne color to them. Yeah, they do. You look at it closely. No, I guess I'm not looking close enough. You guess you gotta look at them, man. That full-on <laughs> glass drinks resin. That's the thing of it. Like that's why it's you know. yeah. That's the whole thing of it. It's just more fibers. It's been treated too. How do they we treat it? Else? What do we got the cool to talk about, man? What are we just going to talk about? I still want to do a whole episode on the grab rail bottom turn because I think it's the greatest move in surfing. You think the grab rail bottom turn is the greatest move in surfing? Better than dropping your wallet? Yep. All right, all right. Here's what we're doing to end the show <clears throat> we're going to play a game. You have to say, in your opinion, 
the top three greatest moves in surfing, excluding the barrel. We're going to take the barrel out of the comp. Okay. The barrel. Yeah, that's the, the deep tube, deep that's tube ride, everybody agrees is number one. Every, everybody ever agree. And if you, if you don't agree, you're an idiot and you're wrong. I don't think you've ever been in a tube if you don't agree. Yeah. So, exactly. okay, the deep tube ride is out of the question, okay? The three greatest maneuvers in surfing, we're going to go taint, me, then Trent. All right, so Tank, you know the wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Thinking about <laughs> surfing when I was a kid, I was always like, how come they're not doing skateboard tricks? The first time I saw someone do a 360, I know it's not a longboard thing. It's not, but I was like, they did it. It's skateboarding now. They did it and they're riding the way. That's now pretty commonplace for most people. But at the time, that was pretty groundbreaking to me. So I'm going to say the 360 to re-entry is pretty dang cool. All right, so that's 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 number one. Go two and three. Uh, number two, number two would probably be when people sit down on the board and make prayer hands in a really deep section. <laughs> I, I, I always <laughs> love when that shows up. Is didn't Coach Van Artsdale do that after like he got a really or was it Phil Edwards? He got a really deep one at Pipe. In the sixties, like yeah, I don't, the sixties, it was a deep one. And they yeah, like sat down and did the prayer hands. You just do the prayer hands and sometimes they shoot out of the foam ball or out of the spray and it's amazing. And then number three, probably the floater. Really? You floaters floater. are cool. Floater, man, because you can do it on anything, regardless of how it looks from the beach, it feels great. Floaters feel really cool. I'll I'll give you that. Floaters are pretty freaking dope. Well, it's going to be no surprise to anybody. You know, my, well, my number three is going to be roundhouse cutback. I think the roundhouse cutback is one, of, but I'm saying the current style roundhouse where it's full speed out on the shoulder, wrapping all the way around and vertical reentry off the whitewater. Oh, that's yeah. number three for me, full roundhouse cutback. I think, I think that that is the most stylish maneuver ever in surfing. Then for number two, for number two, I'm going to have to go with uh, good critical hang 10 for number two. Just locked in the pocket. You know the hang 10s that you do that you're like behind the breaking section, you're all the way in the curl, and the wave is kind of breaking in front of you and you come through the section hanging 10? Yeah. That's going to be my number two. And my number one is I like the 80s ollie straight air. Just when guys like – pump and they pop an ollie the board no grab christian fletcher style oh uh, yeah they just hang time i think that that is number one there's not a lot of dudes who can pull that off and it it just it's so high and so fast and i i for radical i think that's the raddest move in surfing i think hang 10 is the most timeless maneuver in surfing and i think that the roundhouse cutback is the most stylish maneuver of all time in surfing so I'm going to have honorable mentions will have to be straight airs because absolutely and floaters because holy crap, they feel good. Number three, the backside seat belt grab trim. And it's when your feet are tucked right next to each other, your, your knees are touching. And instead of grabbing the, you're going backside. Instead of grabbing the rail with the um, outside hand, you grab it with the inside hand over like a seat belt, 
and both knees are tucked and you're in the curl and you look back at back at the ah. curl okay that's number three very okay. uh, robert august from in the summer yeah okay so that's number three number two would have to be Craig. i had it in my mind but i spaced on it mm. there's so many number good things i know there's so many good things i'm going to come back for number two number one grab rail bottom turn without a doubt just freaking going straight down on a big wave get to the flat bottom grab the rail and just crank it and then to where the fin almost wants to pop out and it shoots you up oh number two a proper bend at the waist head dip but that that is the greatest lost art in the history of surfing nobody does those anymore no you know, if someone came out and did those three moves, think about how you never see any of that anymore. No, you no. never see seatbelt grabs. You never see grab rail bomb turns. You see a few more now. No one does head dips anymore. And when they do, they don't do them properly. Like, no one seeks to do the head dip. No one sees the curl right there and just stops, bends, <laughs> whips it back up. Edward style. I love yeah. that. You got to whip it like you got to whip your hair back whenever you come up from them. Just like, Whoa! I'm going to well, learn on that those. Note, because, on that note, I, wait, on, because when I'm 80, I can still do that maneuver. So I'm going to learn <laughs> that now. <laughs> learn your head dips. I've been your host, The Grinch. We love you. It's Surf Not, baby. Sign Rest in peace, Diesel. Rest in peace, Diesel. Love you, Diesel.